Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rubacaba. I'm your host, Simon Rubacaba. Uh, Friday edition, April 1st. Uh, I'm sorry, Thursday edition, April 1st, 2021. Sorry, when you uh, when you work nights as your day job, you uh, forget the days, what day it is. Um, that thing today on my mind, three topics. Uh, one, Major League Baseball opening day. NCAA men's basketball, uh, Coach uh, Roy Williams retiring and who may take over at North Carolina. And then one from the combat sports industry as uh, David Feldman, promoter of uh, uh, the Bare Knuckle Fight League of Fighting Championships, is uh, introducing a uh, pension plan for fighters. And so that's great news. And I'll talk about the history of what they've attempted to do, where they've attempt, attempted to go with that in boxing in the past and how I think... Uh, Bare knuckle fighting will, uh, the league will may be able to figure it out. So starting off with uh, opening day, Major League Baseball. Are you all excited for it? it uh, I know I, it's great to see fans back in the stands and the games going on again. Just opening day. Uh, know where I am with baseball. I'm a uh, grew up a uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan. I loved Whitey Herzog. Whitey Herzog signed a baseball card when I was little, and I wish I still had it. Before we were moving, I remember. My dog pissed on the box that had several uh, memorabilia. Remember Mills Lane's autograph and Whitey Herzog's. Those uh, those things kind of got ruined uh, with uh, with the new puppy and me leaving the box on the ground instead of elevating it. Um, but uh, uh, Willie McGee was my favorite player growing up. But Ozzie Smith, Vince Coleman, that whole lineup uh, in the eighties. And then I sort of, uh, you know, went away from baseball, and I liked the Colorado Rockies ever since because of the way they were scoring all those runs in the 90s, and I thought it was an exciting brand. I know I remember Derek Jeter and the Yankees complaining that it was arena baseball whenever they played the Rockies, but uh, I actually liked that. Uh, you know, as I'm older now, I appreciate the the nuances and then the defensive battles and the pitching battles. Uh, so I don't mind seeing a 2-1 game, but those uh, those days as a teenager seeing the Rockies uh, made me follow the team, and I've rooted for them ever since. Uh, so I'm excited to see baseball uh, back. I, it's a long season, and uh, so I don't really get more into it until maybe after the All-Star break. I know I brag because the, the, the history with the Rockies is they get off to a good start or they're hanging around uh, for about midseason. And then they start going downhill where you'll see them in first place if you put the standings upside down. But uh, they've been been—they've had some good teams, made some playoff runs. And then uh, right now there's some organization is- organizational issues that I think have forced some of the good players out of there, whether they demanded a trade or they just haven't re-signed. So we'll see how the team's looking in the future. But, I, you know, there's, they have, they've got a good minor league program and, and uh and Bud Black's a good coach, so a good manager. And they beat the defending champion uh Dodgers today. And got off you know, got off to a good start for the season. But like I said, it's a long season. Long way to go, so uh that's the thing about it. I get more excited once uh once the cloud starts uh once the fog goes away of the season and it starts to kinda of become clear which teams are selling to the top and then from there I whether it, the Rockies are in it or not, I just uh, I, I'm more excited about the league. 
Turning to uh, college men's college basketball, uh, Roy Williams announcing his retirement, age of 70. Everybody's surprised, but I know the last two or three seasons he has just seemed almost like he's just uh, just there, like on the sidelines. Uh, some of the games he's just been sitting down, hasn't really been into, and he's watched the ending unfold. And a few of the games that North Carolina lost, he just kind of, uh, I don't know, his, his, his energy level his age and uh and i don't know if it's the recruiting tactics or what he saw in the future of the team as far as he could take it uh he decided to call it a career today uh hubert davis is the much talked about a potential replacement and north carolina does like to hire from within boswell wouldn't be surprised they reached out to um jared house at stanford who was the longtime roy williams assistant Although I think Jared's happy at Stanford and, and they've kept him on. He's, he's fell short of getting him to the NCAA tournament. They've been a bubble team right up to the end the last couple of seasons. And been, it's been a tough luck uh, this year. They, they didn't even practice on campus or play on campus until the last few weeks of the season. So uh, And then they had a COVID outbreak, which canceled two weeks of their season late. And when they came back, I just don't think that momentum they had going in uh, before the outbreak and before the cancellation, just it just didn't return. Um, but now we're seeing the teams like UCLA and, and other Pac-12 teams that made a run in the tournament. They they just happened to get hot and and get that cohesiveness. So who knows what would happen under normal circumstances with Stanford. But I think Jared Hess has that program going in the right direction. And if they reach out to him and talk, I think that's going to be a tough decision for, for him to make. Uh, but really, I, I think, you know, his alma mater is really Kansas. He played for Roy Williams at Kansas. So I think if Bill Self ever steps down or anything happens there and the Kansas opening is there, that's something I think he would more seriously look at. And, and I would compare that to when Roy Williams was at Kansas and that North Carolina opening uh, presented itself. And he ended up making the tough decision to leave Kansas to go to North Carolina. At the end of the day, that, that's, that's where he came up. And at the end of the day, Jared Hass, if the Kansas opening was over there and it was offered to him, I think that's what would make him leave Stanford if, uh, you know, if he remained the coach there for a while. Also, uh, I saw news uh, going to the combat sports industry. BKFC, uh, David Feldman, promoter, wants to have a pension plan for his fighters. Now, boxing has tried this in the past. The commissions were holding in the uh, early 2000s, late 90s, they were holding a percentage of your purse for some a retirement pension plan. That pension plan went bankrupt, ran out of money. I think when it's not supported by by the league or by the fight community, by other promoters and managers kind of pitching into it, uh, it's, it's going to fail. But where uh, Mr. Feldman may succeed is going, uh, could be then that he, he, runs, he runs the show from top to bottom. There's not these multiple promoters and multiple networks and multiple, you know, uh, outlets that, that control, you know, there's not one entity that controls boxing. And with that, everybody kind of has their own set of rules and their own way of their, uh, their, um, their, their modem of, of operation. Um, so I, I, I think it would work in something like the UFC or BKFC where it's kind of ran by one organization and, and one group. And I think that that will keep a program going if <clears throat> if enough money goes into it. And then when they retire, there's something to look forward to. Because right now in the fight game, boxing, it just seems that, uh, you know, 
you retire and everybody turns their back on you. Nobody really cares. And and the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, if you retire and have a drug problem or alcohol problem, there's programs for you through the Retirement Players Association. Boxing doesn't have that. You run into trouble after your career. Nobody's really there for you. Nobody has been there. And I think a pension plan would help having them have something to look forward to. You know, you go into the ring in the cage, in a circle, you know, any, any type of combat sport, physical sport like that. You're walking out, whether you win, lose, or draw, you are you have a little bit less of yourself. And, and by, the end of, by the end of your career, you're, you're, you're done, you know. Um, so besides, you know, all these people trying to come back in their late 40s, early 50s, or having these gimmick fights like I talked about yesterday, BKFC is an exciting sport, and uh, and and it's it's the future. It's got a future, and David Feldman's a great guy. I got a chance to talk to him several times when he started off uh, here. In, uh, I live in Reno, Nevada, and, and he, he he was part of a league here, the Fight Republican MMA League, amateur MMA uh, promotion, along with uh, um, oh my God, Matt's gonna kill me. His name is Matt, but. <laughs> Uh, Matt McGovern, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> he he now runs the WFC. So, uh, but they were partnered with the Fight Republic and, and did a few MMA shows here in the Reno area. And I got a chance to meet Mr. Feldman, great guy, and I always root root for for someone like that to to succeed. And with the plan that he has to take care of fighters, uh, it, it it's going to make more people from the combat sports industries, whether it's MMA or boxing. I think they're going to come and try bare knuckle uh, fight league because. Um, because they know that they're being taken care of. And, and I think it's truly from the heart that Mr. Feldman wants a future for these fighters as he's been around the game. He's a former uh, boxer himself and, and knows the difficulties that fighters face after their career is over. So good luck, Mr. Feldman, with all that. And I hope uh, it's successful and that fighters start being taken care of beyond their career. Uh, through this pension program that, that you have in mind. So that's the views for today. I'll we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and uh, until next time, this is Simon Rovkawa checking out. See you, see you next time.